so this past week, I continued with um, a video um, segment, um, minute two, three, one of them was actually interesting. I uh, proposed a different solution to the stalemate that is happening now with the... Uh, um, establishing the government of the Federation Entity Federation. Uh, there is a stalemate because the um, previous participant in the power sharing agreement, RTOSDA, uh, they are trying to derail the efforts by the new majority to form the government because they, due to the peculiarities of the Federation Constitution, um, they have the power to approve the new government or not. Because the new government at the Federation level to be established needs to be approved by the President and the two Vice Presidents of the entity called Federatia, they are one of the two vice presidents and they are basically saying until you include us in the government we will not approve it. Anyway, I suggested in my video that we should simply, the new high, rep the high representative will simply, instead of coming up with short-term or long-term solutions that would further complicate the Constitution. And he already made one bad effort the day of the elections when he announced the changes to the Constitution, how the representatives are picked. He caused the problem because of that now they are saying he needs to do something else to fix that. And I'm saying instead of that, why don't you simply introduce the possibility of new elections uh, that would happen in situations when after six months of the elections there is no agreement among the coalition partners to form the government. Basically, they are holding the whole nation hostage, or the citizens of the Federation hostage by they are saying, we will not form the government, even though you voted for us, you elected us, we will not form the government. What happens when you don't form the government? The previous government stays in power, in technical mandate. Well, the elections from uh, elections uh, held on in 2018, did not produce the government at the level of the entity called Federatia, Federation. So we had the tenic, all the gov prior government established in 2014 stay another four years in power. It's possible that if they don't come up with agreement, different players now, but if they don't come up with an agreement, these guys can actually stay four more years in prison. What's even worse, the head of this government, the eight-year government now, was just declared guilty 
for his role in the purchasing of the uh, respirators, ventilators, whatever it is, the devices that help you breathe, um, that was done during the COVID pandemic times. Now, of course, he is going to appeal that decision. The process will go on. But there is now um, the fact that at least one court decided that he is guilty. He hasn't resigned uh, since he was indicted, saying, well, we'll see. Usually people, when they're indicted, they resign and uh, they come back later on if that if it pans out that um, they were right and the courts were in the wrong, and say, see, I told you so, I am fit for the public office again. No, he didn't resign. And he's not resigning now. He's going to fight it in the court until the end of the days. And um, the situation is such that nobody knows where, where we are heading. The expectation is that the High Representative will make another announcement after the end of this uh, month of Ramadan, um, not to insult the uh, Muslim population, and he will wait for it, and then he will issue his new proclamation that will decide uh, what needs to happen. Uh, the problem is that whatever he does shouldn't be just one-time deal. You cannot change the Constitution temporarily and then we'll continue the business as usual when the different players are in the game. It's not that constitution should prefer certain political parties or or Europe or higher representative. Anyway, what was good about it, the reason why I'm saying and I am just uh, Uh, talking endlessly about this, because of that video that was then shared with the media, I got an invitation from N1, which is CNN affiliate, to give a, uh, an interview, and, and I did. <clears throat> and what was good about that, and that happened on uh, this actually Tuesday, uh, what was good about that was the fact that uh, I was more direct than ever, more um, open than ever, and then I think I um, I spent. Um, well, actually not, and that was Monday. I think I spent more time talking about concrete solutions and people and the problems that other parties are having, the current government, than what I ever have done. I usually shy away from talking about concrete, uh, criticizing people, parties, whatever. I talk about solutions and to talk about concepts rather than specifics. But um, over the years, people basically told me that that's my biggest problem, that people there respect openness, directness, and that's what I should do. And that's actually what I did. Not that I got tremendous, a lot of people liked it, what I had to say, but 
nobody ever says, oh, great, that is what we were talking about. No, it's, you, you just become one of those who um, most of the time complain as opposed to um, bringing forward solutions. Unfortunately, my solutions are usually long-term, uh, far-ranging, uh, conceptual, rather than you need to do this in this particular case, because usually whenever you, whenever you do that, do something like that, you create another problem in a different setting. And I like systematic, systemic solutions, fundamental, long-term, that simply make um, other problems just go away because if, if something is consistent and it's systematic and it's in line with certain principles, then solutions should be apparent and obvious. But anyway, uh, that basically meant that within the span of two, three weeks, um, showed up twice in the national media, uh, unlike the previous six months. That also means that people are uh, reading what we have to say, um, whether it's videos or written uh, word. And I think we need to um, continue with this. So that's one, one task for me. Figure out a way to communicate with the public, the media, the citizens, even when you're not somebody who is expected to be in the media often. Because one thing I learned with this is that when you have something to say that others, that media believe that public would like to hear, they're going to come and talk to you to get that, to give them that opinion and they're going to translate it. Regardless of the the fact that sometimes it is in the interest of the other parties to make you go away if you don't have awards or you don't have nobody can see you or hear you um, the media still are in the new in the business of uh, conveying the news and, and getting people to to watch so if you are smart enough they will find a way to to be in the media uh, that also brings with itself um, responsibility to, to know a lot, to read a lot, to get informed a lot about things so that what you present, what you suggest, is in line with everything you talk about. The principal behavior, um, one of our principles is, is knowledge. So that's not something that's really valuable. Uh, in Bosnia Herzegovina, but that's something that uh, I don't want to run away from. That's who I am. Interestingly enough, when we were, when I was waiting for uh, the interview to start, in the way, when in that little waiting place for uh, waiting for your turn to go to the main studio, uh, many people passed by, and, and in the case of N N one many of the reporters and the people who have their own shows passed by and really had nice conversation with, with, with all of them, very friendly. But one of them, it was particularly interesting, he stopped. He has his show, um, and it's called uh, Outside of the Frame. <laughs> and um, it's a one-hour conversation 
and it's a far-ranging. It's not necessarily politics-based. And he basically stopped by and said, so, Mursad, when will I see you in my show? There are very few shows like that where you can present yourself as a holistic person rather than just presenting one side of you like politician. I told him, listen, uh, I was really welcome there because there are so many things you can talk about from education to technology to uh, to the new world order to pandemic to society values to changing um, the world, anything really that I am so interesting and interested and so interested in, in everything out there. But it's really not up to me. You will know when it is the right time to invite somebody like me to your show. And he said, well, we'll see until, I think, until the end of this year, we have, we'll have to find a way. And I'm, I was really, I'm really looking forward to, to that possibility because I don't want anybody seeing me as one-dimensional because I'm not and I don't want to be defined by politics and we'll be really open to that. The rest of the story is that we, uh, one good thing that happened was that uh, one of our um, local, um, we call them boards, committees, um, the, uh, the municipality center, which is Sarajevo Center, which is where I live, uh, they offered iftar. Iftar is uh, dinner after the post, breaking the breaking the the fast after the fast, breaking the fast meal. When you're fasting the whole day, then you break the fast by having the dinner. The dinner is called iftar, and so they organize it for uh, the members of the local board and uh, the central. Uh, office and a um, few other people, there were like 20 of us, which was really nice, nice conversation. Um, it wasn't just a discussion about the politics, it was about everything, society, not just Bosnia Herzegovina, the world, as well as platform. And I, uh, I wish and I hope that others you know, will do the same throughout platform for progress uh, when it comes to the month of Ramadan but because it's another way to to create these bonds amongst the people who are, are trying to do the impossible in, in Bosnia what seems to be impossible in Bosnia to do it. Um, the rest of it's really my preparation to come back to the States and I'm currently in the States and uh, once the semester is over, we'll, we'll head um, back to, at some point, to Bosnia Herzegovina to continue the, the job. Uh, we, as the presidency, have started uh, gelling. I talk to each person, each member of the presidency, about his or her responsibilities, just to make sure that they are, they understand what those are, and um, to make sure they understand that every session, every meeting. I will ask them what it is they, they worked on in the past, in the past week or two weeks since the last meeting, what they are planning to do in the future, how I can help. Um, and that's for the reason of communication, so that all members 
of the presidency, understand what other members of the presidency are doing, how that affects their responsibility, if they can work together, form some kind of teams to address issues and so on. Um, some people have started really fast and strong. Some people um, decided to take some time to think about the issues and will then proceed in earnest. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give them probably another month before I will talk to everybody about responsibility to see how they are feeling in their new roles, whether they feel that they uh, have enough time to devote to that role and do they have feel empowered enough to, to perform well. Because we don't have time for mistakes. Um, for us, it's really a crucial thing to do really, really well in the next local elections in 2024. Um, looking at the conversations among people, I think they really liked the fact that they were in the news twice. Uh, I also talked about, uh, um, during this N1 interview, I talked about uh, our performance at the last uh, election and why it didn't go as well as we hoped for. And I think some people also like that those answers to find themselves, that to find for themselves that there's an explanation for everything and that uh, these events, the current events, are providing an opening for us to, to make really good inroads uh, in the next two years. Finishing with the election in 2024. Um, I'm at this point convinced that we really do have a chance that we have. I hope that people see that we were right in our stand and how we approached the elections, what it is that we were trying to do and accomplish, and how that what we are trying to do is really necessary. For somebody to do it in Bosnia Herzegovina, and that I also convey the message that so we're gonna do it go alone in the future. That we will not be part of coalitions, but Platform for Progress will continue as uh, as Platform for Progress, and that's how it's gonna show up on the ballots because a lot of people after the elections told us that they really regret the fact that we were. Um, in coalition with anybody because they simply don't trust anybody else. Whoever you mentioned, they have a problem with them. And everybody's saying, please continue as yourself. Don't tie yourself to anybody. We trust you. So we'll see if we can use that trust for something good in 2024. That's it. <clears throat> well... I know I seem to ask this all the time, but does the general populace, are they grasping the idea of how the government is working? The fact that they voted these people in in November, but they're technically not running the show. It's, as you said, from 2000. Do they not understand that? I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, or do they want to understand it? I mean, it's confusing. 
there was that um, really great quote uh, by uh, Hannah or Hannah Arendt, who, when she was uh, observing that Eichmann's uh, trial in Israel, and um, she wrote a book, powerful book, uh, Banality of Evil. When she talked about people who do bad things for some banal, for some really mundane reasons, nothing extraordinary. And she basically said that when, when the government, when people in the government lie to the population, to the citizens, and then they lie constantly, they don't lie to convince the people that they are telling the truth. They are simply lying so that people will over time lose any sense of what is right and what is wrong, what is truth and what is lie. So much so that in the end they will be so unsure of themselves that they will not know what even action to take. And I honestly feel that that is happening about the Herzegovina. Every side claims that, oh, this is the case. This is why they're doing this. This is an explanation. The other side will do something else. And in the process, they also buy you. Because if you're not one of them, you cannot get a job. Your kid, kid cannot go to the right school, whatever. To the end, is almost as if nothing can be done. Those are the choices. Well, it's better we try. It's important just to get rid of those and I try something new. People don't think for themselves. It's almost like it's, it's zombies <laughs> walking the stage. They're walking the, the, the streets of Bosnia. Otherwise, how to explain that? 30 years, almost, since the end of the war. They are selecting the same people who promise the same thing and do something else, and then you vote for them again. So, I'm not even sure that people um, know what to think. There's always an explanation. Right? The new, this government is basically saying, all the old guys, who we defeated are using everything to block us, and they believe that. It's not a case. There is a way to actually get out of this problem. There was even a vote in the parliament um, proposed to have instead of three, all three, to vote for the government. But at least two of them is enough. Two of them is enough. And even the representatives of the new government voted against it, even though it would allow them to be formed. Why did they vote against it? Because they are partnered from uh, Croatian Democratic Community. They are a political partner among the Croats in Bosnia and Herzegovina. What would not like that. 
Why wouldn't they like it? Because they blocked the formation of the government four years prior. Their new partner is the reason why the old government lasted 48 years. So if you remove that rule, you will not you will remove the chance for them to, in the future, block some other government. So, even that, people didn't uh, protest or didn't have any trouble with. They are basically saying, oh, um, this is just a plot from the old government to mess things up. No, it's a way to solve it. Um, people don't know what to think. People um, are caught up in this, in these games as they are presented to them, and they truly believe our politicians where they say, oh, it's all for political reasons. Um, our citizens don't go out and protest. In France, they've been protesting in huge, large numbers, decisions of President Macron right, to extend the retirement age um, a limit. People are protesting in the streets, millions. In Israel, people are protesting because of the changes to the judicial law, to, to the law, um, to the judicial system. In Bosnia, it's a good idea. They're stealing our country in front of our eyes. And when there are, some, when there are protests organized, um, 500 people show up. Even that being hijacked by the parties who then send their representatives to wave their flags and everybody says, oh, see who organized it. It's not really a, um, a stand of the citizens, but it is manipulation by political parties. And it's weird. You have to live there to, to see it. That level of lack of any conviction that Bosnia-Herzegovina can look differently. And I don't know what to, to do to make it happen. We are trying, we have been trying since 2018 to change the attitude of people toward the events and take responsibility. But they seem to be electing the same people over and over again, expecting different results. So I'm perplexed and puzzled. What do you feel, just one last one here, do you feel that this, you know, doing these videos is going to open some doors that may not, with the media, the national media outlets that may not have been there in the past, with like a traditional press release or something like that, where it or because it's a video, it's almost forcing the hand to respond to something or get you on to talk. But this thing with the videos is an experiment. Um, everything is an experiment, even the length. You know, it's going to have to be a TikTok in the end <laughs> to succeed. Fifteen seconds. But anything, if you want to say anything meaningful, um, it's not a stand-up routine. It's, you have to describe what the problem is, why it is a problem, and what is the solution. It takes it takes a few minutes. It's easy for me to get the three, four minutes, and you know that a lot of people will not see it. 
Also, another test is what it is that you say and how you say it. And people are looking for extraordinary something, controversy, controversy of some kind. And you have to be prepared for that. But people also like video because it's easier to, you don't have to read. It's almost like and look at something else or listen to what the person has to say. And, and if it's up to 30 seconds, a minute at the most, perhaps you can hold their attention. The more people respond, the more interesting it is to the media, right? Because they, they, they watch everything, they look at everything, not only who said what, but also how people commented on that and how many times it was shared and so whatever. So my task now is to find a way to use the moment. And the moment is huge in the sense that the new government is clearly showing that they are putting the country in danger. It is for us the moment to speak up. The, the more open, direct, and sometimes insulting language is, the more they will call on us and, and ask us to, or, or either uh, type it up and talk about it in, in their portals, or will they call us on TV and to, to talk about it. So, since we don't have roles in the parliament or, or executive, uh, they are not part of the executive power, we have to find a way. And this, uh, this video, these video segments are one of those. It's not going to be enough just for me to do it. We need to find four or five other people within the party to start doing the same thing and convey the sense that uh, we are much larger than one person as we are. Um, but it's just an experiment to find the best way to communicate with people, but also in the way that's going to be interesting enough to the media to pick it up as well and give you a chance to explain it even further in an interview or, or so of some kind or news shows that they often have. So we're experimenting. Um, this also helps us find the voice and to find the best way to present our ideas. We want to be consistent with our principles, with our ideas, but we need to find the best way to communicate and we are learning. Um, we are not a marketing agency, we don't know the best way to convey things, but we are learning the, and I am learning, big time, and have known it forever, but once you feel it on your skin, it's a very different thing. I'm learning that uh, having something to say is not enough, you have to know how to say it, how to present it for it, to get somebody's attention. And you know that because you've been in marketing all your life, you know the value of that. So, who am I to tell you anything about And that's it. Well, I, I have to say I admire you for your ability to remain hopeful when the odds are against everything. You can always find a glimmer of hope somehow that you're on the right track. So, you should be commended. Appreciate it.